Well, here we are, Thursday night football. We have to endure the Chicago Bears playing in primetime versus the Washington Commanders. I wouldn't quite call this the toilet bowl for disrespect to the Washington Commanders who took the Eagles to a overtime the last time they played. But we're here Thursday night, primetime. Chicago Bears have to travel and play the Washington Commanders. Sorry for everybody that may have to witness the debacle of the Chicago Bears, but it's on primetime TV. It's football. Um, yeah. So welcome in the Coach Steve Show. This is the Bear Down segment of the Coach Steve Show. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow and rate it on Apple and iTunes. Um, leave a comment, comment section down below as well. Check out all the other videos. Um, yeah. So let's get into this. We're going to talk about Chicago Bears versus the Washington Commanders. <sighs> We're coming off that. Embarrassing loss, 31-28 versus the Broncos, and it was just how just how we ended. The game was terrible. It was god-awful, um, and a lot of people have had a lot of things to say. So I'm going to try to keep this as organized as humanly possible and not jump all over the place. Um, the Bears come in. Right now the spread versus Washington is plus 6.5. Not good. It's not a good spread. Um it's just going to be tough to be a Bears fan. You know, Washington is not as bad as everyone thinks they are. They have a good defense, um, and the Bears are literally limping into Washington to play this game. Um, the injury report is not very friendly to the Bears. They are pretty much out their entire defense. It's it's even it's hard to sit here and say who's even going to play. They um, they're they're. It's bad. It's just really bad, the injury report. You're out, your safeties, your corners. Um, you're just literally limping in after the defense gave up all of those plays and gave up, you know, that March touchdown, March drive touchdown win for them. Um, just not good uh, for the Chicago Bears. But again, a lot of people have a lot of things to say. So I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible. Right now, the Bears are have no wins. They are literally limping into this game. And the big rumor is that if they don't win or they're not taking the next step forward, which how do you judge that? Is it by how much they lose by? Is it they do everything they can and the other team just executes better? Um, I don't know. But the rumor is and the swirling talks around is that if the Bears lose or they just don't look very good, there's going to be some coach fired, whether that is Matt Eberflus gets fired or whether that is Luke Getty gets fired. Um, I don't – so we're going to talk about that. Should the Chicago Bears fire Matt Eberflus at this point in the season? And the fan side of me is saying, well, maybe. You know, maybe they should. Um but the coach side of me is saying that you have to continue to allow him to build. But you, I think we just also have to look at what's being built. And the Bears have not won a game in almost a full calendar year. And the reasoning slash excuse, at least, that I've been living on is that the roster literally got torn down and it's trying to be rebuilt back up. The, the frustrating part is people looked at the roster this year and said they should be doing way better. And on offense, maybe, but defensively, we all kind of knew what we had. 
And so do you fire him right now? Do you give it a couple more games? If we don't win or don't compete, do you decide to make that decision? It's a hard thing to sell. The easy solution is is to fire them. But in my opinion, do you fire the head coach? And then does the offense coordinator take over? Does the special teams coordinator take over? Does it really change anything? Who knows? It might light a spark. Who knows? It's it's a hard question to be answered, at least for me. I know for some it's a lot easier than others. The other question is, instead of the head coach getting fired, do we decide to fire Lou Getze as offensive coordinator? That's another hard one to sell because last year I thought things would go well. Coming into this year, we can sit here and question play calling, but we you know, we we don't know the play call. We don't know all the reads. We don't know any of those things. It's a hard thing, again, to sell, especially because I thought the offense played well last game. And then if the offense comes into this game and looks exactly the same, where they're moving the ball, doing the things they need to do, they're scoring 28 points, 30 points, I think that's another hard thing to sell now of firing Luke Getze. So it's, it's in a weird spot because – could firings have happened if we did not play a Thursday night game? Maybe, but we are playing a Thursday night game. We didn't have a lot of days. So that's why you didn't hear any firings. Uh, I, I really don't know if they should be firing the coaches yet. But I, I don't call for firing coaches because it's I'm a coach. And yeah, I understand you have to give people time to build some things up. But it's a hard thing to sell. Fans are calling for it. Um, could possibly happen. Who knows? But be prepared for some firings to happen if the Bears don't win or don't look good at all. Another thing that's being talked about is the offense in general and how how did it look. Um, they're blaming Luke Getze for not getting the fourth down, and especially Matt Eberflus. They're blaming the play call, the 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 wide zone boot that I call it. Um, you're faking wide zone and you boot back the other way. One thing that that play worked at the beginning or in the earlier part of the game because Justin Fields is athletic enough to when you boot. The thing about wide zone boots, when you wide zone boot, you have to slow play it to fast play it. Um, and you have to make sure that the quarterback gets depth on that play action because you are purposely not blocking anybody on the backside. So if you have a C-gap defender, you're not going to block that person. The reason why is because you have to be able to read that person in order to make a play call like that. So if you're calling a wide zone boot, you you don't want to block that end guy because you have to be able to make sure they come flying up the field. Now, if they do their job and they sit there, well, they got the quarterback. But if you have depth as the quarterback, it gives you time to stop your feet, plant and throw, or make a fake and go. And that one, if you rewatch the all 2022, he does not get the proper depth. And then he's not taking care of the ball. If he knows he's going to get hit, you might as well just hold on to the football. What people like to do is they like to blame one person because us as human beings and us as fans, we want to blame everything onto one person instead of multiple. So I could sit here and blame Justin Fields for not getting depth may be true, but people want to say, well, why'd you even call that play? Because you know for a fact somebody's going to be on the backside looking at Justin Fields. 
you could say that about any play call. You could say that about anything. So the thing that bothers me is what if we made that play call, he booted out through it, and we got 20 yards? Well, now they're saying, well, that was one, that was an awesome play call in that moment. So I think some of us have to take a step back and not put all the blame on one person. We And could sit here and blame multiple people, but we could also sit back and say, you know what, that's what they felt like in the moment, and that, that's what worked. And I, my my prediction for this offense that I have said since they've gotten Justin Fields is the way you saw them calling the offense versus the Broncos, that's exactly how this offense is going to look for the rest of the season because this is how you get Justin Fields to move the ball and find some sort of confidence. Justin Fields has a hard time sitting in the pocket and reading everything. If he's in the pocket and you give him one, two, get rid of the ball, one, two, takes off and runs, one, two, whatever, get rid of it, overthrow, underthrow, it does not matter, then he's going to be successful. So the type of offense we saw, that's a similar type of offense I think they're just going to see for the rest of the year. I think at the beginning of the year, they really were trying to get him to be that pocket passer. They were trying to envision an offense that could eventually, because once you get into the playoffs, this is the type of thing that you're going to have to be able to do. And he can read a defense pre-snap because that's what they do at Ohio State. And I think that's why he has a good time of audibling the plays because at Ohio State, you're running RPO. So pre-snap on RPOs, usually you have a pre-side a pre-snap read to where you don't have to mesh with the running back. You can automatically make those throws, depending on how the defense is lined up. If you don't like the pre-snap for some odd reason, it doesn't look right, then you run the RPO where you have an out. You can hand the ball off or throw it to the other side. Um, and I think that's where the Bears are coming from and what we kind of saw the offense being ran, and that's what you're going to see from here on out. You're going to see that type of offense, and I think they're just going to have to live and die by it. And we died by it. We we tried the wide zone fake, the wide zone boot. They got us, fumbled it, touchdown. We come down. They're in a man coverage. Cole, the big talk about Cole Clement, he should have been here, should have been here. You know, what about the timing between Justin Fields and him? They've been around each other. That's another red flag. And if you want to blame Justin Fields, that's fine, but that could be you-know-what. Yeah, they don't have a chemistry. You could blame that on Fields, blame that on Komet. Who knows? I'm just I'm just here to say we need to stop blaming all one or the other. Yes, Matty Bufus can have all the blame because he's the head coach. But if you're going to blame something on the offense, you also have to put Justin Fields' name in there. He's not our Lord and Savior that has come down and doesn't deserve any of the blame. He's not perfect. People want him to be good so bad that they're willing to overlook a bunch of other things and come up with a bunch of excuses because they want him to be good so bad. And that's why a lot of these Bears media people are hard to listen to or even just normal media people on ESPN and Fox because they just want him to be good so bad that they're willing to say whatever it takes to try to talk it into existence. And when things don't go well... They're going to blame everything on everybody else except for him. And, you know, I've said that a million times, a million times. But 
it's at that point now where we need to accept maybe he's just not that pure NFL quarterback. I think he's a good athlete. I think he works hard. He seems to have some sort of leadership capabilities, but part of his game is being able to lead the team down the field and score. Um, a part of it is to stand in the pocket and make longer throws and be able to read everything. That's not who he is. Maybe he should have had a year to sit behind and learn a little more. Who knows? Maybe he got played too quickly. Who knows? But, you know, you look at other quarterbacks, sometimes they get to sit and wait. They play a little better because they are studying how to read an NFL defense or getting all that practice time. So those are things that have been talked about. Um, the Bears are in a debacle. Um, people are also mad that the coaches aren't fully coming out saying that they're taking all the blame. And I'm going to play devil's advocate to both of that. Yes, as a coach, we take the blame. I had, you know, Zach Kalman's a co-host here. And we had Braggs Jr. on, which was a great honor from CHGO. And I told him, you know, I do it all the time where I say, when something happens as a coach, I'm saying we did something wrong or I did something wrong. How do I fix it? But I also, we have to think about the other side. If coaches aren't going to fully come out and blame themselves, the, the right answers they're, the answers they're giving and saying, like, we didn't execute, we didn't execute, what else do you want them to say? You know, I understand maybe they come out and say, I made the wrong play call, I made the wrong play call. But if they say that, then they're going to start to say, well, it seems like you're making a lot of bad play calls. Let's fire you, which they're already calling for these guys to be fired anyway. These are professional athletes that are getting paid millions upon millions of dollars. And so to sit, we have to be able to start saying like, well, they also have to execute. Now, could the coaches have said, you know what? Yes, maybe there's times we're not putting them in the right spot. Or they could say, hey, we're calling these plays and the defense is beating us. They're, they're getting into better spots and to beat us because that happens too. Not everything's going to get executed perfectly the to the play call because a defense is going to do have a good defensive call to put you in a different spot absolutely that's going to happen so we have to stop always you know picking everything they say I think now yes would it be nice to hear them say like we have to figure out how to get these guys ready to play yes do they just assume that we know that about them as coaches possibly Maybe they're getting sick and tired of hearing all of us call for them to be fired, and so they're just trying to get in and out of these these interviews and these press conferences. That is also very possible. Probably is what's happening. Um, but I do I, I do want blame put on coaches, and I want the blame to be put on these players because they are professional athletes making millions upon millions of dollars. They also have to just kind of go out there and play no matter what the play call is and be athletes. Because you heard Justin Fields say, well, if I play free, well, we haven't seen him play free until this last game. Like I said, this offense, last game, there's really hardly any complaints besides the interception thrown and that fumble. And I'm the biggest Justin Field critic of all time. I didn't sit here and blame that on the loss on him. I blamed it on the entire team. I blamed it on every single player and I blamed it on every single coach. It was a team thing. They lost the game. I didn't like how the two the, try to get the fourth down one. I agree that they should have gone for it, but I don't. I didn't think I didn't like the way that went. And I don't question play calls a lot because I understand what it's like to be questioned as a play caller. Uh, but you know, ultimately, that's what happened. I didn't agree with it. So I just think that some of us Bears fans 
Bears media have to, I just think we have to change our mindset a little bit. Um, so those are things that were talked about. Let's dive into the Bears versus the Washington Commanders. The Bears are literally um, limping into this game. The, 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 the injury report is not good. You still don't have Eric Gordon. You still don't have Eddie Jackson. You're not going to have Tyreek Stevenson. You're not going to have Jalen Johnson. And this was as of, excuse me, you're not going to have Jaquan Brinsker. I'm sorry, he's questionable. Chase Claypool is going to be out. I'm going to talk about Chase Claypool here as we get into that. Eddie Jackson still out. Tevin Jenkins is questionable. They're trying to bring him back. Jalen Johnson still out. Um, so you have our defense is literally limping. Our team is limping in. Um, especially on defense. Now, offensively, you're hoping that Tevin Jenkins plays. It's not. I'm not sure if he's going to or not. Um, so that offensive line would love to have him back. Offensively, you know, you're losing Chase Claypool, not a loss, but you're going to have everybody else. So everybody on offense will be back. So hopefully the offense can take that step forward and kind of look the way they did. That would be an amazing accomplishment, and that would be a win for the Bears if we can come out and score 28 to 30 points moving the ball exactly how we did, play calling exactly how we did, and just look that confidence. Because confidence is king. Confidence means everything. If everybody on that offense is confident, it doesn't matter what you call, they're going to go out there, they're having fun executing, and you don't take your foot off the gas, all gas, no brakes, foot on throat type of mentality, things are going to be okay. Defensively, I don't care who's calling the defense. If you're out, you're starting safeties, corners, you don't have a lot of depth on your defense anyway, you, it's going to be hard. Uh and I think we're just going to have to go with the mindset of, Ben, don't break. Give up all the yards at the beginning. Then once we get into the red zone, then really lock it down. But we are on our last leg on defense. So is there a possibility this is a shootout? Maybe. because If our offense clicks and our defense just can't stop anybody, it could be a shootout. And so then it comes down to, okay, whoever gets the ball last and executes more. And maybe the Bears, if they're confident, maybe they execute. I don't know. Um, Chase Claypool was asked to, you know, he was put on the um, – He's not going to play last week. And then just these other reports of out of he said he wasn't going to come to the facility. He was asked to not come to the facility. There's different reports. So we really don't know what's going on. Um, it said he's not going to, he's not again on the do not play list. He's not going to play. I highly doubt he plays ever again. Uh, the effort he's not giving in games, uh, probably the effort he's not giving in practice now. And, you know, reports of how he's acting in the locker room. This was maybe a lost trade. But again, I remember when this trade happened for Chase Claypool and everybody was excited about it. Even I was because you're given an athletic wide receiver, but I was also skeptical because of, is he going to learn the playbook? How's this going to look? But everybody, fans, sports media, media, Bears media loved it. They thought they were going to give Justin Fields a weapon. Watching a training camp, they said he was going to come in and light it up. Well, now he's not because he seems kind of selfish. It's all about him. Uh, and some people say they love him. Justin Fields says he still loves him, but... He's not going to play, and I highly doubt he's going to play again unless you get rid of Matt Eberflus and another coach wants to bring him back in. Who knows? But if he's being toxic in the locker room, can't have it. Um, that's not a loss for the Bears' offense. Like we saw, he wasn't around, and they just kind of just kind of went off. So that's not a big loss for the Bears. I'm not worried about that. So on offense, they should be okay. If they got Tevin Jenkins back, um, he's questionable for game time. If he comes back, that's going to be a helpful upgrade on the offensive line. Um, defensively, we are limping. It's hard for me to sit here and say that the Bears are going to win because mentally, how do they bounce back from that loss? They looked really defeated after the game. Justin Fields looked defeated. The offense looked defeated. The coaches kind of 
you know, Luke Getty doesn't seem really defeated because maybe he's figured it out play calling wise and with the offense. Um, but mentally, how is the whole team going to bounce back from it? You know, I know the coaches are hearing all the outside noise. Are they thinking about their jobs? Can they tone that out? Can the players tone out everything being said about them? It's going to be difficult, especially on the road, especially when you play Sunday. Now you got to play Thursday night. Um, you know, some people are still picking the Bears to win because they say it's the Washington Commanders, but the Commanders are not a bad football team. Um, they are, you know, like I said, they're two and two. They took Philadelphia to the wire. Um, Sam, the Howell, the, the the Washington quarterback, he has four touchdowns to five interceptions. He's thrown 961 yards. Um, their leading rusher is Robinson, 261 yards. I could see Washington winning this game. Um, because they're only out, uh, Washington Commanders are more healthy. Um, if you look at the team's stats, um, Washington gives up 366 yards per game, 244 through the air, 122 on the ground. Um, the Bears give up 272 passing yards, 115 on the ground. They give up 387 per game. The Bears get 334 yards per game, 215 through the air, 119 on the ground. Washington gets 240 through the air, 106 on the ground. So they seem pretty even when it comes to numbers. The Bears offense, to me, going against this Washington defense, should hopefully be able to run the football. If the Bears get to running the football, getting creative, moving the pocket for Justin Fields, making those short throws, a couple play actions, little short throws, not really a lot of design runs for him because he just can't. we just can't afford that. I think they'll be okay on that side of the ball if they forget what happened versus the Broncos, come out and – do those things, they should be able to do that. But on off on our defense, going against um, Billamy's calling offense now, they're not a bad football team. They rally to the football. They hit on offense. They are very, getting very creative on offense. They're starting to kind of find their identity a little bit in that pass-run situations. That's going to be the part that scares me, that the Bears are not going to be able to stop them on offense. And if Washington has long sustaining drives and continues to wear down that defense, I just find it hard that the Bears can pull off this win. So as a Bears fan, I just don't see it. Um, It's going to be tough. They could pull this out if Washington makes a couple mistakes. Um, But again, it's hard fetch to see. If we had our full healthy defense with our corners and our safeties, We'd be put into a better spot, but we're going to be very young. Our defensive depth is not very good. If the offense, you know, comes on, like I said, do what they did, they'll be fine. But I just don't see the Bears winning this game, um, and I think, and it's a problem because you know it is a do or die. If the Bears lose this game, like I think the season's probably pretty much done. You know, you're sitting at zero and four. The schedule is not favorable by any stretch. You know, you get a couple days off, but you got to play the Vikings. And the Vikings, I don't care what they say, they still have good pieces and they can still play good football. The only, if you're looking at the schedule, maybe the Raiders because they're not playing very well. Chargers have been playing well. Saints is just a toss-up, just depends how they play. Maybe the Panthers, so you're looking at the Raiders, Panthers, possible win scenarios. I don't think we're going to beat the Lions at all this year. They're playing well. I don't know if we're going to beat the Vikings at all. Browns have a very good defense that I think could control the offense. Arizona's hot and confident. Maybe the Falcons, but by then we might be too beat up. Then you got the Packers, maybe, but if we're too beat up and they start to figure out their offense and everything else, I don't know. This is a do-or-die situation for the Bears. 
I have a feeling they may not fire the head coach, but there is that situation where it's do or die. We don't perform well and we lose the game. It's done. Like the, the season is pretty much done now, but if we don't win, it's done. And you're looking at another three and 12 or a three and 14 season. Like, and that's what you're looking at. Um, and then everything's going to get thrown out. And then so it becomes what does the Bears do if they get that number one pick? Again, who do they pick? And the big talk is Caleb Williams. But they say if Justin Fields plays good the rest of the year, do you get him? You draft the bat the best player in the draft. So if you keep that number one pick, you don't trade it, don't do anything, and you draft Caleb Williams. That does not mean he plays right away. Maybe Justin Fields starts and he's the next guy. But if he's been the best player in college football, proven pocket passer, proven can read a defense, even though it is air raid, if there it's proven to do all of that. I think you just got to draft Caleb Williams. I think that would be the next step, and you're going to say, you know what, that's going to be our quarterback. Maybe you trade Justin Fields off to get some pieces, and if he goes off to another team and does well, fantastic. But I think that's what's going to end up happening. And so this is do-or-die situation for the Chicago Bears. They need to get this win. If they do not get this win, it will start to spiral out of control, even if you fire coaches because you're already out of defensive coordinator and then you fire Matt Eberflus, and what if you fire Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze, or something, what if something crazy happens, then you got to bring in other coaches to replace that? I don't really know. I just feel like it's going to spiral out of control, and that's the feeling I have right now. I hope I am wrong. I just feel like that's what's going to happen with this. It's just everything's going to spiral out of control. I think it could be a closer game than people think. You know, I, I think Washington could win about 32-24, to 24, somewhere in there. Um, but, yeah, if things go well, it's going to spiral out of control. Um, that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, try to do a Bears post-game one, but we'll see. Um, thank you guys for watching and listening. Like and subscribe to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Click on the Bear Down playlist uh, there on YouTube, and there's all the Bear Down stuff there. Check out all the other episodes. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Find the Coach Steve Show on Apple and iTunes. Follow and rate it there. Thank you guys for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve. We will see you guys next time.